the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Hour two. Hour two for a Tuesday. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. There's an interesting controversy. I think it's interesting because we live in a period of time where you know, people are so afraid to speak their mind or share their opinions uh, about issues of the day. And we live in a time when if you have the wrong opinion, there are people who try to to shut you down. And you can hire people who will come out and they will try to smooth over something that you might have said. And we've got to get past that. There's an R&B singer, and uh, he goes by Neo. Uh, it's N-E-Y-E. O is how he says it. And he, he says that it's uh, people are calling him Neo in a reference to the uh, uh, Matrix movies. That's one of the characters in there. And then uh, because he's a uh, hip hop artist, he liked Neo. And that's how he came with, up with that name. Uh, he's also a father. And uh, he shared his thoughts really in just a stream of consciousness uh, interview with someone named Gloria Velez on a uh, Internet uh, hip hop um, uh, talk show. And this is what he said, and it got him in a bunch of trouble. I have no issue with with the LBG. I have no problem with none with nobody. Okay, right. love who you love, do what you do. Exactly. I just personally come from an era where a man was a man and a woman was a woman, and it was. You know, we all come from that era, by the way. But two genders, and that's just how I rock. Me now, too. It, 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 you could you could identify as a goldfish if you feel. Right. I, <laughs> I agree. That ain't my business. It becomes my business when you try to make me play the game with you. I'm not going right. to call you a goldfish, but exactly. you, you want to be a goldfish, you go be a goldfish. It's all Amen. Good. That is what got him in trouble. It's that, uh, especially the second part there. And the thing is, I think that matters that we really have to talk about. There's a lot of issues when we're talking about the the different gender issues, particularly with the kids and the surgeries. And we've got the school board thing ramping up again and what's being taught to kids about behaviors and about uh, gender and particularly the the gender care or the the hormones that can be given and all of that. He's basically saying, you know what, I'm not for that, is what he says. And but then he said, it's okay for you to, if you want to call yourself a goldfish, you're a goldfish, but you can't make me. See, there's a whole nother issue, and the other issue is that we live in a time when there are people who are going to tell you that you're not allowed to have a particular opinion and that you can't say it, and that we're going to wreck your career if you happen to share an opinion that until 10 minutes ago everybody believed anyway, right? And so he got all kinds of flack for this, and something I found pretty interesting. He said some other things in this interview. He says not only is there only two genders, he says the man should be with a woman and all of that. He Then he criticized the trend uh, that is allowing 
kids to make life-changing decisions about their gender. And he expressed concern about a new law in California that allows the state to remove children from their parents if they object to their child's desire to transition. That's true, by the way. That's something that we've talked about on this show that's happening. And what it is is it's it's in several different bills, but there are bills that are being designed to incorporate into our government um, something that is new think, new, new speak. And it's the idea that Hey, the the notion of letting your kid transition their gender by surgery or other medical ways is the right decision. And so if two parents, for example, are are getting a divorce or they're in a custody battle and one wants to transition the kid and the other one doesn't and the kid's 12 or 13, 14 years old, the court is going to be instructed in California to agree with the parent who wants to transition the kid and to say that that's the right thing. And the movement is to say that if you're against this, it is abuse. That if your kid says, hey, I'm a boy, I want to be a girl. If my son comes to me and says, you know what, I'm going to be a girl now, um, and I'm now obligated to take him to the doctor and start him on hormone therapy and begin the process maybe of other uh, medical interventions, if I say no, then the way the law is moving is that I don't have a right to say that, and now I'm an abuser somehow because I've said no. And it's already in a place where if you even object to that, you can be canceled, ridiculed, lose your career. He went on to describe uh, the time we live in, I think, in a pretty accurate way. We live in a weird time, man. We, we do. do. We, we do. live in a time where a person will have a mental breakdown in front of their camera. Right. Wait, Isn't that true? Like that's something we used to keep private. Have you seen the thing where this Pastor Scott show, by the way, if you want to join the conversation, the number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Have you ever been in a situation where you just said something normal and you got attacked for it somehow? Or what you thought was normal, but then you found out it wasn't? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. It is a remarkable thing. There's this video going around. I can't play it because there's a whole lot of bad language in it, but this woman screaming on a plane about somebody sitting next to her who's not a real person. Have you seen this? And people have been really trying to find out who this woman is, and she's hidden herself. They released her name. I'm not going to tell you her name because I think she deserves the privacy. But when we have, she was having some kind of uh, breakdown, obviously. We sometimes choose to put that out there you know, it's we come from a period of time where people are so private for a long time, they didn't want anybody to know their troubles, to a generation that wants everybody to know their troubles, and we want to make sure that we have the lighting right when we tell everybody on our TikTok what our troubles are. And uh, that's something that this uh, R&B artist Neo is saying here. We live in a weird time, man. We, we do. do. We, we do. live in a time where a person will have a mental breakdown in front of their camera. Right. Wait, let me let me white balance it. That's crazy, right? What the hell is that? Like if you if you are of sound mind enough to find the light. Right. <laughs> and exactly. Right exactly. now. Exactly. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Now, you know, I understand that might be that that might he goes on later to talk about triggering. That might have triggered somebody and the idea that we just get so upset about different things. And it's you know, if you're younger and you're listening to this, you got to know this is new. This is not the way people have been. And I think sometimes maybe we went from a place where we're too private, right? There was a lady in my church and her her house, her family 
was devastated by cancer and other disease all the time. Just so many different tragedies. But in her background, she just believed you never show it, right? You just never let anybody know that you're, you're dealing with something, even at church. And I'll never forget, this happened on more than one time. She would go out the door of church and she would shake my hand and she looked amazing, just beaming and happy. She had a tremendous smile, just a super warm, wonderful lady. And then through this great big smile, as she's going out the door, she would say, Pastor, would you pray for me? My grandson has got uh, cancer. Pastor, would you pray for me? You know, uh, my daughter was in a car accident and she may not survive. I mean, there are so many things. And she would say this like a ventriloquist with her smile still smiling. So if you were behind her, you wouldn't notice that she's saying something horrific. And she would say, pray for me. Don't put it on the church prayer list. I don't want anybody to know. And she would pat my, my hand. I just remember holding her hand and she would on many occasions give me her prayer request. But, and sometimes it was awful. Like we've gone from, from that. I think that's, I don't think that's right. I think she should be in a place where she's comfortable at church of all places to tell people, you know, show up to the prayer meeting and pray with people or just tell somebody. And she was well-liked and people knew her. She had friends. I think you should, I think we've, you know, that's the other extreme, but now we've come to this place where we just let it all out there. And, uh, and what this guy's saying, and he's right, is that it's not also, it's not really authentic if you're making sure that you've got the white balance right and you're trying to make your video go viral because maybe you get paid, you know, for your your breakdown or something. Anyway, well, as you can imagine, you're not allowed to say that if you're a public figure. You're not allowed to question any sort of gender ideology, and it is ideology, all of that stuff. You're just not allowed to. So he's a, a famous person. He's got publicists. He's got people working for him. And so his Twitter account, the very next day, Suddenly this gets tweeted, and it's got a picture in the background of uh, him, but it's kind of shadowed out. He's holding onto the microphone in one hand and the microphone stand in the other, sort of looking, you know, he's looking into the dark too, sort of contemplatively. And the tweet says, I'd like to express my deepest apologies. And then it says this, here's the, uh, here's what it says. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community. So I understand, he couldn't even say in his own words, he, he got to the LGB, he didn't know the rest of it. So I understand how my comments would have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Now, if that's what he means, that's what he means. If that's what his statement is, fine, okay? But the interesting thing is that that came out on his own Twitter And then he put out this video, and this is uh, the next day, and this is what he said. What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen. I normally don't give too much of a about what y'all think, about what I do, what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So Now, I think that's an interesting thing, not the publicist's computer. I mean, I thought, I wonder if they wrote that with AI. I wonder if that was kind of the background, because I thought that a while ago. It was Bud Light or one of these groups that had to apologize, and the apology was so terrible 
that I thought a human didn't even write that, that, that somebody went to chat GPT and said, write me an apology for this. And it just sort of came out. Uh, anyway, he continued this way. He's saying, hey, this doesn't come from my publicist. This comes from me. Check this out. First and foremost, I do not apologize for having an opinion on this matter. I am a 43-year-old heterosexual man raising five boys and two girls, okay? That's my reality. Now, if my opinion offended somebody, yeah, sure, I apologize for you being offended because that wasn't my intention. My intention is never to offend anybody. However, I'm entitled to feel how I feel. I'm absolutely entitled to feel how I feel the same way you are entitled to feel how you feel. I ain't asked nobody to follow me. I ain't asked nobody to agree with me. I was asked a question and I answered the question. Okay. I have no beef with the LBGTQIA plus community whatsoever. I ain't got no beef with y'all. Do whatever the hell it is you want to do. Do what you want to do with your kids. However, Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will. Boom. That's a pretty big statement right there, and that's exactly what he meant to say. And he's saying, I should have a right to say that, and we have to protect the kids. Never be okay with that. I don't care. I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay. We're letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a Neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler, all right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live. Love how you want to love. But your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not important. They're not special. Everybody got one and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine. All right. Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love. It's a dangerous thing to be in a country where you're not entitled to your opinion. You should have the right to your opinion. You should have the right to be wrong. Right. You might be wrong. Your opinion might be completely misinformed. And, and in this case, somebody's right and somebody's wrong about this. But I think he's also speaking as a dad. You know, he's thinking about his kids with us. That's what I think about. You know, these these subjects, they get into the political world and somehow it's right and left in the in the political world. But I think with regular people, with you and me, 90%, maybe more, we don't think this is okay to be teaching kids about something or leading them into a situation where they're going to get surgeries or drugs that are going to impact their life forever when they're not even old enough to make that decision about anything else. Can't even have a beer, can't drive, you can't do a whole lot of other stuff, uh, but go ahead and uh, become a medical patient for your entire life. Um, you know, I think he's right, and I think, you know, he's right. I, you know, I would certainly agree with him on his opinion on that other thing, but he's also right to stick up for himself and to say, no, I meant what I said. It is okay. We have to be in a society where it's okay to express opinions. And part of the reason for that is some opinions are terribly wrong. Some opinions are terribly offensive. Some opinions really shouldn't be anybody's opinion. But the reason it needs to be expressed is because if you don't, then people have that opinion and nobody's fighting against it. Then people have opinions that actually are bad for society. And if they don't get expressed, if they can't be out there somehow in an appropriate fashion, then they can't be talked to. And you end up living in a world that's not real. You end up living in a world that even the dark side is is hidden, except it's there. 
What do you think about this? This is Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Rick in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Rick. Um, I, good, good. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the, the, the way it was expressed, I think it was, it, it's a position that is trending in the right direction, I believe, to someone to say that openly, and I think there should be more people saying that openly. I think many of us do it, but are less public or less famous to make to make bigger waves. Although I agree that, that I, would, I would imagine that it's a, a vast majority of people <clears throat> thinking the same way. Um, but I do believe that, you know, we need to stop apologizing for what we should not apologize. Because I think that actually <clears throat> creates the wrong precedent. And the other reading that I get from this is, you know, outside the fact that the other camp is, is pushing for, for them to have their freedom, but you cannot have yours when it comes down to opinion. Mm-hmm. I think we need to transcend the discussion or conflict about opinions, because opinions are opinions. I think we need to start actually looking at things and statements for what's true and fact and what is not. Once we step on that stage, then we'll start all this bickering about my opinion, your opinion, because it's, it's gone like my truth, your truth. There's no my truth, your truth. That's it's right. the truth. And when it comes up to gender biology, no matter how you want to paint this, no matter how, what type of vote type you want to put to this monkey, I'm talking about the subject matter, it is, the truth is one, and that's it. Yeah, and I think he was, I think when you listen to the stuff that he said, and thank you, Rick, for your call, you know, that's one of his other points, is he's, the danger of telling people they can't have that opinion, where that goes is it's the danger of not getting to the truth, like you said, Rick, is that... You know, on this subject, like anything else, we need to have we need to have facts. We need to not just have opinions. These are decisions, and the, the United States is pushing uh, medically something that Europe and other parts of the world are rejecting already. Right? It's I mean, it's when you deal with what's true. Is it true? You know, puberty blockers. Well, they're totally reversible. That's what people are told. That's a lie. It's an outright lie. It's you will start going down the road of puberty again once you stop if you don't take them for too long. But even if you take them for a short period of time, you risk stunting your growth. You risk all kinds of other irreversible things that happen to you uh, that can be as simple as, you know, if you're a woman, your voice gets lowered and it'll never come back up. There's you start growing hair in places you didn't uh, you don't want to later. Right. There's things and people should be informed about that. And there's not long term studies that talk about the dangers of some of the stuff. I got to say, some of the stuff that we do, it's, uh, you know, and historically, we've made mistakes, right? There's there's Frankenstein medicine that we have done over time, you know, lobotomies, other things that you know, for a while we thought were pretty good. And then it turns out, obviously, they were pretty bad. Uh, and a lot of those we should have known right away. Uh, eventually, we found out because of science and facts and investigation, if you allow the truth, if you allow people to have opinions uh, and to test those opinions against the facts, you're going to have a better society. If you don't let people have those thoughts and opinions and express them, you're going to believe things and act on things that are not true, and uh, you'll be hurt. 888-528-2557. Craig in Griffith Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. I'm so glad I listened to your show today because I would not have heard his second comment. I just heard the comment of the apology. Mm. And after listening to the uh, computer apology that uh, was on his, from his publicist, I'm so glad I got to hear his real comment. Uh, and I just think it really goes to the fact that in the schools, kids are being confused so much on 
uh, pronouns, gender. I, I think they totally are being untaught the principles of our country and our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. They don't know that they can't object. Yeah. Getting to the point where they have to believe everything, everybody's opinion, and then somehow not have their own opinion. Yeah, you're right. See, and that goes beyond the issue itself, right, is that the other issue is, and that's a great way to put it there, Craig, that they're being taught that they can't object. I mean, I wonder if you're what you're allowed to say in the classroom, right? I mean, it's, uh, in fact, uh, thank you, Craig, for your call and for, for listening. You know, it's one of the things that is the debate in a lot of these curriculum arguments and stuff. It has to do with, maybe I'll explain that when we come back. Uh, in a minute, but it has to do with what are factual sources versus what are opinions or philosophy. And that is a, a very interesting uh, thing that is happening. I'll get to that when we come back. Let me get a call here before we go. Ted, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, how you doing, Pastor Scott? I'm good, Ted. Definitely Ted, City of the Angels. I just wanted to comment. Um, I'm so proud of this man for stepping up. We need more uh, African American people stepping up because. Uh, uh, well, got I think a lot we're of... we're finding a lot of uh, a lot of African Americans and uh, really everybody are stepping up on these issues. I think that we're seeing a lot of that. Well, amen. But but still, I mean, I grew up in the hood and I grew up with them, and and it's very important that uh, we don't keep them. Uh, you know, they, people play them. They like to play them. Well, and get them. Up and you know, Ted, I think I got to go to a break, Ted. I think we all get played in different ways, you know, and I don't want to say like one group of people or another, but I think that that we all need to have the freedom to speak up and think what we think. Everybody should have the ability to say their speak their own mind and not be pressured by the politics, the politics of the gender stuff or, or politics of race or politics of left and right. I mean, there's a there's stuff going on in left and right that. There is so much pressure to not say or not criticize or to say it the right way. Otherwise, you'd just be quiet, and it hurts us because we don't get to the the truth. I'm late for the break, David, and others. I'll get to your calls when we come back. The number is 888-528-2557. I want to share with you the difference between a primary and a secondary source, and it matters because it's how we ascertain in education what's true. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. That is the seat in Texas as the Save Women's Sports Act was passed yesterday. Save Women's Sport Act, it's being uh, considered in multiple states, probably most states uh, by the end of the day, requires that athletes in Texas and in other states that are considering it, they have to compete in schools on teams that correspond to the student's biological sex at birth, barring uh, trans athletes from competing within their gender identity. So if you're if you are biologically a woman, you get to be on the woman's team. If you're biologically a male, you get to be on the male team. I guess if you're a woman, you get to be on the male team if you can do it. Right. I mean, you can uh, if uh, there was, I think, a kicker who was on a, a high school football team who was uh, a woman. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, that's just not going to be allowed. And, you know, there is all kinds of controversy with that. And with that, there were protesters who spit at and yelled at uh, everybody who was a part of that. This is a 
this is the the world we live in, and we ought to be able to stand up for our opinions. We ought to, if there's something to disagree on, let's get it out there. But we also have to get to the truth of things. And we can't live in a world where everybody's got their own reality. That's just nuts. That doesn't work. It's not real. It can never be real. 888-528-2557. David in Boyle Heights, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, hi, Dr. Um, uh, Pastor Scott. Hi, Thank David. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, one thing, I just have a question. Like, for instance, uh, you're talking about kids that are, you know, they, they, they don't know uh, what you call it. They, they, uh, they're like, uh, okay, I had a, a neighbor, and that kid was, was, uh, he was, he's a little guy, a little male. Yeah. But when he was, uh, when he was about five years old, he showed about, um, he showed his signs about females. He was acting like a little girl. Yeah. You know, so I know the Bible says that, you know, uh, and I believe that because, I, because thank God my, all my kids are, are, are normal. I have two boys and one girl. But this little guy, this little guy was acting like a female. So what happens to those people that are born like a female, even though they're or, or, or male? You know. Yeah. What, so what happens to a kid like this kid who lived next to you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know he. I know he. He's a, and, and the Bible says that you know they, a male is a male and a female is a female. But yeah. when they are born like that with more female hormones and they act more like their opposite sex. What what happens to them? You know, like God says, you know, a male is a male and a, a female is a female. Yeah, it's a it's a great question, uh, a great question, David. And I think that you know, one, it's part of something that all of this is trying to resolve, right? It's just that when you start to insert, you know, medical intervention. You know, now we're talking about something else. We're not talking about you're born with particular characteristics or you've got um, a condition that we used to call a mental illness, gender dysphoria, where there's a real thing where sometimes people f- feel like they're the other gender, right? It's a completely different thing when we're talking about making a, a medical uh, change, especially for kids, when you know, what happens to that kid who lives next to you? Most of the time, that kid will grow out of it, frankly. And he'll be, most of the time, he'll be a straight male and get married and have kids and whatever. Sometimes he'll be homosexual. And uh, that will be, you know, the direction that he goes in his life. Occasionally, a very tiny amount of the time, he will maintain that gender dysphoria for a long time. And there are cases about that. But, you know, when you get past all of the the hullabaloo and the politics and other stuff, it's complicated. There's medical things. But there are some people who feel like if I present, I'm a, I'm a biological male, but I feel like a woman, if I present myself this way, sort of cosmetically, it helps with the gender dysphoria. You can leave that up to psychologists and stuff to, you know, sort of determine. But it's a completely different thing when we're talking about medical intervention with kids, where number one, we don't know where that's going to go. Number two, in almost every case, that child will be uh, will work through that dysphoria or the confusion that we get. Um, and most of the time they'll be straight. Sometimes they'll be homosexual. Uh, but that's the, you know, that's what happens. And the tragedy, and we're learning this from the D-trans people, people who have taken the medications or went as far as having the surgeries, even as kids, that they regret it and you can't go back. You, you were, 
we are implementing medicine. What happens is you become a medical patient. If you're 12, 13, 14, even if you're 18, 19, 20, 25, when are you really able to make the decision that I'm going to become a medical patient for life, which is the decision you're going to make when you alter your body chemically or physically? I mean, that's that's a big thing. And, And especially when... What we're seeing and what I believe, what I think that we're going to see is that most people don't have that same feeling after a few years. Okay. Because, you know, uh, okay, does God forgive them for that? Because like, he's already about 40 years old. He's already about 40 years old. Yeah. And now one time I talked to him and I told him, um, he says, well, you know, I cannot change, David. You know, I cannot change because I feel like, like a female. Yeah. And I like, I like boys. I like boys. You know, so I, I go, you, don't, you know, I ask myself, does God forgive them for for liking boys, you know, being knowing that he's, he's a guy? Yeah. You know, here's the thing. A person, for forgiveness, they have to give themselves to Christ, right? They have to truly give themselves to Christ and repent. It, the Bible never says, though, that we need to work through all of our stuff and then come to Christ. All of us come to Christ broken. And mm-hmm. and I would argue that all of us, one way or the other, are sexually broken, right? We're living in a society where everybody listening to this, either in most mm-hmm. cases they themselves, or if not, it's every somebody you know, has been wounded in this area, right? Seriously wounded mm-hmm. in one way or another, physically, emotionally, there's different ways. We're very broken. Jesus, oh. you, we come to Christ uh, as we are. But repentance means that we begin to work on that brokenness, that through his Holy Spirit, he works on us, we work on it, that, that that's part of it. And so when it comes to forgiveness, at the end of the day, it's up to Jesus. And I think it's a heart condition where there, there are some people who really deal with some stuff that's very real, that's very much a condition. Um, there's other people, though, who are dealing with it because of social pressure or the the idea that now I have an identity and other stuff, and that gets into something that's very dangerous. I think it's a it's a it's a more complicated answer than that, David. But I would say for this kid, you know, who's grown, you know, keep praying for him and sharing Christ with him, and that he would turn his heart to Christ wherever he is and let God and work on him. All right. That's what I'm trying to do. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, like myself, like myself. I used to remember, you know, I, I uh, broke my marriage. I had a real good wife, a good kid, a good family. But, you know, my, my urge for having, I was, a, I was like a playboy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to like girls, and, I, and, and that's and it, the way I messed up my whole life. Yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. I we're, all, my, we're all broken. My, so, you know, I yes, think that. I turned my life to time, so yeah. I changed completely. Yeah. But, you know, the feelings for, for, for somebody to turn. Like um, like this guy that he he's a boy and he likes boys, can by train he he can turn his his mind around. You know, David, it is a, a longer subject. There are some. Uh, if you send me an email, Pastor Scott at kkla dot com, I can send you some resources. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we mm-hmm. want people to turn to Christ and let you know. Okay. There's there's not a rule for how fast God changes things, and sometimes we we bear that struggle, whatever it is. We all have something, and we bear with it our whole life. Part of it is that we we choose to follow Christ, even if it goes against what we feel like we would rather do. 
Does that make sense? That, that's part of it. David, I got, I got to go to some other calls. I appreciate your call, and I'd love to send you that information. Pastor Scott at KKLA.com. 888-528-2557. William in Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. William, you with me? All right, I'll come back to you. William, Eric, and Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, how you doing, Pastor? Hi, Eric. Hey, I'm struggling with this idea of, well, I guess, why why are people making a big deal about people who identify as a certain race competing? Because high school sports should be about inclusion, competition, I, I don't I, – I, I, and the other part of it is I don't see a lot. I, I go to a lot of high school events. Here in California, we had one person in over 500 high schools that competed, and people made a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it as a big problem. Well, I think that uh, it depends on where you are. It's a huge problem if you're the one competing against that person, and you lose out on scholarships, you lose out on awards – you know, that's something that, you know, the biggest story is the, the Penn swimmer, Leah Thomas, who defeated Riley Gaines and other swimmers. So Riley Gaines works her whole life as a female athlete who's looking for scholarships, who's looking for NCAA awards, who suddenly now has to race against a biological male and loses and doesn't get that award. And, and, but she, you know, but the, she lost, but she lost, but she lost against biological females. No, no. She lost against a man. Biological male. Yep. That's the story. Who who was who well, was on the woman's or on the men's team before, um, and he came in what two hundredth place or four hundredth place or something, and suddenly he decides he's going to swim on the women's team and identify as a woman, and now he's the champion. See, and that's 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 the thing that's not fair, and the argument that that he somehow is not advantaged by being a biological male is is false. It's just not accurate. But if you if you take if you take Leah Thompson out of that race, Riley Gaines still comes in third because she came in fourth in that race, so she didn't beat two biological females. That's but but here, yeah, but whoever the, whoever the second place person is lost the championship and the award. She may have lost the Olympics. Everything that they're working for, they lose. And what's and why wouldn't here's another one for you? Why wouldn't a second man decide to join that team, or a third, or a fourth? And pretty soon, there's only men on the college swimming team for women. But that's in theory, not in practice. But they were headed that way, and it it just, you know, Eric, I realize that it's starting small, but it is it's happening all across the country. There are multiple examples, and you you see pictures in in yeah, it is. It is, Eric. It is. And the, and even if it happens once, Eric, I'll just tell you, even if it happens once, it shouldn't happen. It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal to the people who are there. Like, it may not matter to you and me because I don't have daughters. I've never been a woman. I've never been into swimming. But if my kids were, were suddenly – we've worked our entire life for that event – and it gets taken from them not because of fair competition, but because a dude decides he's going to be a woman, a guy who was 400th, and now he's first. That's not okay. You can cite you can cite one race. I think there's in, in, in the NCAA diving, swimming and diving. I think there's some like 24 events. So you cite one event in 24. Now that's one point. Let me let me because you, you you brought up a thing. I want to go back to it. If, if a person is competing in track and field, 
They're not losing out on scholarships because you're not competing against people. You compete against you're competing against times. Nobody, no, nobody that's going to run. Uh, here's, here's it, hold on, I'm, Eric. It's not accurate. What you're saying isn't accurate. Google cycling. Google just about any uh, individual sport like that, and you're finding this becoming an issue. And that's why many states and many parents are are getting upset. And it's much bigger because it's I got to go to a break, Eric. And I, I appreciate your point sure. of view, but I want you to look at it because it's also about are do. we force are we hold on? Are we forcing people to accept that this person is a biological woman when they are not? We can't. It's one thing to say, hey, I want to be a woman and to say in to do that yourself it's another thing to force you to treat them like they are when they're not that's and that is it's huge it's it is the reason we have women's sports the literal reason is this this is the reason and you got to stop it i gotta go uh i appreciate your call eric look those things up and call me back next time this comes up or on open line friday i'm very late 888-528-2557 uh pastor scott she'll be back as the tuesday edition continues stay tuned you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. 888-528-2557. Caller before the break was suggesting that the transgender biological males per, uh, who are participating in women's sports is very rare. Uh, one of the things that I would say is it doesn't matter. It's still it's still against women's sports, but it's not that rare. There are uh, biological men participating now in women's sports and breaking records. Women's basketball, beach handball, bodybuilding. I just Googled it, came up with a list. Uh, women's cricket, well, this is across the, the globe. Uh, it is why you have uh, the World Athletics Organization banning uh, biological men from running in women's track and field. It's because it is such a huge problem because it isn't just that they win so often, it's that they break records. And uh, there was a bicyclist last month, Tiffany something, who's a, a biological male. He's 46. And he defeated the rest of the women's bi- bicyclist field. Most of the women are in their 20s. And he beat them by two minutes or something like he was in the shower before the second place person even came across the line. It's just a fact. And, you know, to say that it's rare, well, it's growing and it's not fair to the people who are doing it. And it's, it's part of living in a society where things are true. Maybe if somebody is transgender, you need a transgender league. Somebody just did that. Like some uh, school district or something said, well, we'll start a third group of people for, for that. Uh, It's, there is, a factual, biological, scientific fact that, you know, generally speaking, men just have biological, physical advantages over women. That's why there's a difference. And yeah, is it true? You know, the Serena Williams, you know, question, somebody the other day said she could beat any man. Actually, she can't. Uh, And she could beat me. Uh, She can beat most men. But she can't beat most other professional men tennis players. And she is probably the greatest female tennis player ever. And she admits this. And she played against a man, and and he was ranked 200, and she lost. And it's not not something that's shameful or something that that she should be embarrassed about. She's one of the best tennis players in the world. But 
there is just a physical difference. And that has to be acknowledged to say that's not true or to to pretend that it's not a deal. It's growing and it is it's something that has to be stopped. 888-528-2557. Uh, Janet in Reseda, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, is it Jeanette or Janet? Janet. All right. Hi, Janet. I got it right the first time. Yes, you did. And not long ago, you came to uh, the church I attend, uh, uh, Pastor uh, Dudley. You oh, yeah. spoke at our church. Shepherd Church. Yeah, it was great so being you kinda, there. You kind of know, you know, his congregation's feeling on the situation. And, um, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not, I don't feel like I need to judge what is to be. And, you know, I just need to live a good life and pass it on to, you know, my grandkids and whoever, people at work and, you know, mm-hmm. and let everybody know. I mean, they all know I'm a Christian. Yeah. So, and I don't need to fight a battle of, you know, what I believe on the situation. At least I don't feel that way. I just feel that I have to be who I am and then hopefully pass that on to the people that I'm, I'm dealing with. But anyway, I, 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 uh, my, my grandson is adorable. I'm finally a grandma, first grandson. Oh, congratulations. And thank you, through my daughter and her husband. And um, so, I mean, he just takes such cute, adorable pictures. So I sent the picture because I, I took him to lunch uh, a couple of days ago. And um, if I sound like I'm nervous, I am because I... I, I it's all right. Like speak, it's all right. You know, we just have a couple I of minutes. So nervous. so just let me know what okay. you're thinking and we'll uh, we'll go on from there. Okay. okay. So anyway, I sent the cute picture and his smile was so adorable. So I said he's going to win over all the girls, all the girls' hearts with that smile. And that's just coming from a grandma. I didn't think about what I was going to say. I didn't, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. out of love for my heart. Of course. So my daughter uh, texts me, text me back, or boy, we don't know yet. Mm. And then she kind of caught me off guard. So I said, wow, careful what you wish for. I mean, I didn't know what to say. You don't have to try and uh, make it happen, but I didn't, shouldn't have said it that way now that I'm reading, reading it. Let things happen naturally. And then she says, are you suggesting I'm wishing for my son to be gay? Of course. I'm thinking, of course not. Mm. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying let things happen how they're supposed to happen. I mean, we never decided back in the day what our child was going to be while they were in the womb and when they come out as they're growing up. I mean, I don't have to decide that. No. She doesn't have to decide that. She doesn't understand that I'm just talking from my heart, from yeah. loving my grandson. Janet, you know, these are so much. this is part of the yes. ideology that's the problem. Like, your response is perfectly fine, and it's the way every human being has responded who is a grandparent forever, until now. Yes, right? thank you. And yes. what you need to do is pray about it and realize that this is this is ideological. It is not scientific. And, you know, it's something that that's why this is an issue. And we have to deal with it in a loving way. But when we're in a culture mm-hmm. that wants to live in a way that doesn't correspond to reality, people get hurt, mm-hmm. right? And you don't want that for right, your, exactly. your, your family. So pray for them. And that's what my kids are yeah. doing. My two children are yeah. in the early 30s. And my son, he texts them. We're on a group text. And he, he says, we don't even know if he identifies as he, she, they. Right. See, or, that's, or that's like that. completely yes, the... Thinking, yeah. I don't need to have to know that. Right. Why would I need to have to know that? Yeah. 
And I'm, I mean, I'm just like hurt by the, the the way they're talking. I know. And then I go, well, you know what? I don't care. I only care that he's my adorable, funny, silly, laughable, precious, sweet, smart, kissable grandson. That's all I care about. Yeah. And you know, and he has a good heart, and he, he's just he's just a good kid. Yeah. And um, Janet, you know, I... but they want me to be politically correct, and I. Yeah. How am I supposed to be politically correct? You, you can't you can be. Help me there. I don't know. You can't be, but you can love them. And you just stick with, you know, uh-huh. it, it's, this is something that's also uncharted, right? In family world. But, right. but that's where we just have to continue to graciously speak the truth. Be patient, mm-hmm. you know, love your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but realize, you know, there there are some things that happen that aren't good. You know, where people, uh, parents sometimes force their kid to be something else for some reason. Um, and usually the kid grows out of it because that's not, what's going on but you you want to just pray and that's the danger of of ideology and you want to focus on christ and and pray for your kids that they would focus on christ wherever they're at um that ultimately is what you know i think the the direction you got to go i appreciate uh what you're going through you're not alone there's a lot of people uh, a lot of grandparents who are asking the same questions there janet thanks for calling the pastor scott show um, there's a bunch of other calls here. Let me see if I can grab one really quick. Bob Rancho Cucamonga, I got about 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm just curious how the DMV would take it if a blind person were to go into the DMV and say he identifies as somebody who can see. Yeah, the, uh, the interesting thing is that in a uh, similar thing, right now an issue is can people identify as different races? You know, can... Can I just determine suddenly that I'm Asian or that I'm whatever different race that I am? And, you know, when is that coming? Uh, just like you're saying, that's part of the logic and it's part of the logical problem. Obviously, you can't do that. I'm out of time for today. I know it's a huge subject. You'll come up again. Leslie, John, Rachel, William, uh, we'll get your calls another time. Friday is open line. Friday, we talk about whatever it is. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Get the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, KKLA.com. You can also follow us on our new Twitter account, Pastor Scott Show. It's at Pastor Scott Show on Twitter or X or whatever it is. God bless you. See you tomorrow from 3 to 5. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.